come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett's, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett, as my husband affectionately calls me. Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk. In this week's episode, we will be discussing the return of Jesus Christ according to God's Word. Yeah, that's right. Come on, come on, come on. We are back live at PAT Podcast Studio with another great lesson for another great week. We're going to talk about the return of Jesus, so let's get right down to it. The world and the biblical meaning of return. Come or go back to a place or person. We can find this biblically in John 14, 2 and 3. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me as you also may be where I am. That is awesome. There are many, many rooms in God's house. These two verses are very, very power packed where Jesus refers to God as his father and heaven as a way that we can relate by saying his father's house has many rooms. See, we can relate to heaven as a house that has many rooms, which we live in. I don't know about you, but I'm very, very excited that God built a house big enough that I could have my very own room. I shared a room as an adolescent with my brother. What's also interesting about this scripture is Jesus confirmed another scripture with his statement. If that were not so, would I have told you? He said that. I want you to listen to this in Numbers 23 and 19. God is not human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? See, God is not a man that he should lie. God does exactly what he says and promises. What's even more inspiring for me is that Jesus left heaven to live with us in our earthly homes, died, went back to heaven to prepare our place, our rooms, to one day come back to get us, to lead us back to heaven or God's house and give us a personal VIP tour to explain all the great things he's placed uniquely in each and every one of our rooms. I'm so excited. It motivates me and inspires me to live a life holy and acceptable to God, to assure my room is not given to someone else because I am living as if I don't want it or I don't believe Jesus really did prepare one for me. You will get what I'm saying when I read the next scripture. Watch this. Watch this. Matthew 24, 42 to 44. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would have not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Be ready, people. Be ready, my young loyal listeners. Be ready. I hope after reading that scripture, I don't need to revisit my statement from earlier above, not living right. This scripture is plain as it gets. You, my young loyal listeners, must be very, very careful on how you choose to live your life and when you decide to live for God or not. 
We don't want to get caught living for or in the world when Jesus has clearly announced his return to get all those whom he promised a room in his father's house. He promised you one. Here's something to ponder. What would the world look like if we all knew the exact year, month, week, day, hour, minute, down to the very second, he will make his triumphal entrance to get those living a life holy and acceptable to God. I want you to really ponder that. See, the thought of lawless living, people living as lovers of themselves, people loving money more than they love God, children disobeying and disrespecting their parents, parents provoking their children to violence, and my not-so-great but favorite, living life as if there is no God. If you don't get anything else from this, get this. Live every minute of every hour of every day as if you can see Jesus descending from heaven to return to accomplish what he promised. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back to talk more about this return of Jesus. And we're back live in PNT Podcast Studio after that short break to talk about some practical ways to get ready for the return of Jesus. Getting ready for the return of Jesus Christ is just as important as living a life holy and acceptable to God. Like anything else we do, we must take some time to get ready to ensure our success. This is no different. You must properly prepare for Jesus' return. So let's start now for those who have never pondered this very important spiritual fact in the life of all Christians. Number one, live in the light of his first coming. What does that mean? That means you have to live like his first coming and his death really meant something. Jesus came to give us salvation, so you should live as if that's what he accomplished when he first came. Here's an example. Jesus spoke about a parable in Luke. He talked about a nobleman who left his country to become a king. But before he left, this nobleman gave his servants money, ten to be exact. He told them to conduct business until he came back. So basically, keep doing the work that I was doing until I return. He returned some years later and asked, what did they do with the money that he gave them? Nine of them returned to him a profit on what, he was, what they were given. The tenth one did nothing and got his reward taken from him. So I ask you to do this. Profess that Christ is the Lord of your life and live it according to the profession Jesus gave you, so therefore you may receive, receive your great reward when Jesus returns. Number two, be discerning. The warning of Scripture is consistent. Use discernment in listening to those who claim to have all the details of the end times. Ignore those who resort to a date, setting, and time of this event. Twice in Mark, Jesus talked about false prophets and false claims. But I want to talk about what Paul said, 2 Thessalonians. He warned, Now concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered to him, don't let anyone deceive you in any way. Simply put, Know that the hour has not been defined when Jesus will return. Number three, accept what you don't know because God said it, okay? That's all you need to know. Now concerning that day and that hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only God the Father. Watch, be alert, for you do not know when the time is coming, Mark tells us. If Jesus was content to not know the day or the hour, then let's stop speculating about it. Be content with no one knows, only the Father. Number four, keep the faith, don't lose hope. Paul reminds us that Jesus' first coming brought salvation, and it instructs us how to live righteous and godly lives in the present age in front of God. Number five, help one another through encouragement. 
These scriptures teach about the second coming are not given to satisfy our personal fascination with the future, but that the body of Christ might encourage one another with the promises. The promise that the Lord will descend from heaven with a shout in 1 Thessalonians. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Again, the affirmations, the date of the Lord will come just like a thief in the night. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. Number six, live as if today was the day. Don't be complacent. If we're not careful, the delay in Jesus' return will lead us to miss our ride to heaven. Living in the expectation that he could return today compels us to live every day for what really matters, and that is our eternity. Number seven, keep on doing the work of Jesus that he left us to do. Jesus warned us of troubling events as we near the end of age, including persecution of believers. That's in Mark. Then he added that nothing, not even persecution, should distract us from the one necessary thing. Preach the gospel to all nations and continue to make disciples. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? We were chatting about the return of Jesus and how we would know. I explained that there will be different signs to show that the end days are coming. I told them that they will not know the exact day when Jesus will return, so they needed to be ready. I read to them Matthew 24, verses 42 through 44, which reads, Therefore be alert, since you don't know what day your Lord is coming. But know this, if the homeowner had known what time the thief was coming, he would have stayed alert and not let his house be broken into. This is why you are also to be ready, because the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. They wanted to know how they could be ready if they didn't know when. I explained that if we knew when Jesus was coming, we would do everything in our power to have everything looking tight and right, including ourselves. And that's why we don't know, because Jesus wants us to do the right thing, be the Christians we are supposed to be at all times, not just one day, but every waking moment. We see so many of our friends doing the wrong things, and some of those things really appeal to us. We know it's not right, but we want to do it, and some of us do it. These are the choices that we make that could have very bad outcomes and consequences. The slogan that came out years ago is very profound. What would Jesus do? Before you make a decision that will change your life in a split second, ask yourself that question. What would Jesus do? And even further than that, ask yourself, if Jesus was to crack the sky and come right now, would I want him to see me doing this? Would I want him to hear me saying this? When you ask those questions before every action, this is a way of keeping Jesus on your minds at all times. When we are always keeping Jesus on our minds and we are tempted to do or say something that is wrong and we know in our hearts that it's not right, we will become convicted, meaning we won't feel right doing or saying certain things. And before you know it, doing the right thing won't be hard at all. It will be natural to do the right thing. You can take what you learn and share it with someone else so that they don't go down the wrong path, so that their life won't change in a split second. Remember, it only takes one wrong decision, a choice to change your life forever. Ask someone who is sitting in jail right now because of a bad decision. Some just making one, not many bad decisions, just one wrong choice that changed their life forever. So as the scripture stated, be always ready. In summary, the importance of being ready for the return of Jesus. 
We can't talk about the importance of being ready for the return of our Lord and Savior without talking about the manner in which we are to wait. How should we live while we wait? Christians should be on guard, watching and praying until the day of the Lord. The Bible says in Luke 21, 34 through 36, But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life, and that the day come on you unexpectedly. For it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. Simply put, don't be so caught up with the business of this world that you fail to prepare for the return of the one who was crucified for his love for us, raised from the dead, taking all sin and shame away, to return for his bride, which is us, to take us to the place he promised us in Matthew 24. So I say to you, my young loyal listeners, the same thing the two men in white said in Acts 1, 9-11. Why do you stand there staring at the heavens? The same Jesus will return someday the same way he left. So get busy getting yourselves ready. As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-production's editing techniques is used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, its Christian education ministry, in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. Well, Real Talk, what? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.